it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. At LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Ladies and gentlemen, boy, how many years on your life was added after that one? Oh my goodness, but all that we can exhale. Everyone exhale with me. Michael Brown, exhale with me. Hey, I ain't exhaling with you, brother. I am about three Bud Light Seltzers in. I am living life to the nth degree here in red nation i am michael the hebrew hammer brown live with the national treasure mr jeremy brenner himself and we are celebrating the win over lou dort chris paul billy donovan and the oklahoma city thunder and moving on to the second round against the self-appointed king mr lebron james J.R. smith and Wherever the hell else they have on the Lakers, we about to go in on the Los Angeles Lakers in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs, sir. There's a lot to process, and you just gave us a lot, but we are recording this literally minutes after the Rockets 
pulled out a Game 7 win over the OKC Thunder, 104-102. This game had a lot of a lot of everything. Let's start with that. Let's, this game had, you know, scoring troubles from Harden, Lou Dort going off, because why not? Uh, Robert Covington playing the game of his life. Eric Gordon playing well, question mark. And... Mike D'Antoni making silly coaching mistakes and referee trouble and really all you could ever want in a playoff game if you're watching this from an outside perspective. But when you're watching it as a Houston Rockets fan, like you presumably are if you're listening to this, one of the most stressful experiences of your life, probably. I'm going to be honest with you, Jeremy Brenner, because you're a beautiful man. And we do a beautiful show together. I'm going to tell you this right now. I was stressed the entire game. I told myself I was not going to be stressed, but I was stressed. But then I realized that, that the Rockets had it, man. The Rockets had it taken care of. Everything was going to be okay. When, when did that come to your mind? Uh, at about 3.30 this afternoon. Central time. That is real confidence there. You know what I found out? Like this moment. Like I'm still trying to process what actually happened. Because that game, it just went back and forth. It's We talked about it on the last show with OKC playing games super tight and playing really well super tight. There were signs that were leading towards the Rockets having the edge with their taking care of the basketball. They only had 12 turnovers tonight. That was a huge key to the victory. OKC, 21 turnovers. OKC also shot really well. It was their best uh, shooting performance in the series. They shot 46% from the field and 47% from three-point land. And a lot of that, I mean, Lou Dort is obviously a standout tonight, 6 of 12, but Shea Gilgis-Alexander went 3 of 4. He had that... Go ahead three with a little less than two minutes to go. Chris Paul played really well, 19, 12, and 11. The oldest player to have a triple-double in a game seven is Chris Paul. Darius Baisley had some strong minutes in the first half. There was, you know, OKC put, even in a loss, I want to say OKC had their strongest game of the series. Other than maybe Dennis Schroeder, who only shot 5 of 17, I thought OKC tonight defensively looked really good. They found an answer to Harden. They they shut Harden down offensively. And that, I think, is more I, – I would give a lot of – I think people are going to look at Harden and they're going to say, oh, look at Harden, like Harden, you know. The, the national narrative of this game is so unfortunate because the national narrative of the game is going to be Harden choked. But, Mike, who won the game? Exactly. Exactly. That's what matters. That's what matters to me. You know what? Next game, new slate, new season, new team, new everything. You can reset now. This game will have absolutely no meaning on Friday. You know what makes you a national treasure, Jeremy Brenner, is that statement? A lot of things, but what specifically? No, specifically that... You hit the nail on the head. I don't care what anybody on this team does statistically. 
I don't care. You know, I, I don't care what Eric Gordon does. And I'm assuming at some point in this show, I'm going to have to apologize to Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon had a great game tonight. He had a great Eric game. Eric Gordon was leading scorer for the Rockets. Did you have that on your bingo card tonight? Oh, I did not. And I did have a bingo card, and I did not have that on it. Um, but, I, but I'm going to tell you this, Jeremy Brenner. You hit the nail right on the head. I don't care what anybody does statistically, game in and game out. Because I'm going to tell you this right now. The Houston Rockets together won this game tonight. They yes, this together, was a real team effort. They together won this game. It wasn't just Russell Westbrook or James Harden or Eric Gordon. Eric Gordon had a great game, but everybody won this game tonight. And I'm so proud to do this show with you tonight right after the game. And I'm so proud to be one half of Harden My Take after this kind of game because they did it as a team. And they, that's the only way they were going to win tonight was doing it together. And now we get a whole new series to talk about. And I'm so excited to do that with you, good sir. And it's important to celebrate this night. It is. But I think we would be doing our listeners a disservice. I think we would be doing Red Nation a disservice if we did not address the elephant of the room. And that being James Harden had a poor game tonight. And that's going to be the national narrative. You're going to, if you listen to national radio talk, or if you listen to national, like if you listen to first take, if you listen to um, FS1, whatever they do on FS1, Skip and Shannon, Undisputed, if you listen to all that, they're going to tell you, man, Harden looked terrible. But, and, and we do need to talk about that. What do you think of Harden's performance tonight? Just straight up. Let me ask you, okay, so you asked me a question. I'm going to ask you a question in retort. Okay. The Rockets needed a stop with the – was it Gallinari or was it Schroeder? I don't remember. Who took the three in the corner when James Harden blocked them? It was Dort. It was Dort. Okay, sorry. So I was – I had two guesses. They were both wrong. Who had the block? Uh, the Harden. block of the game. The defensive play of the game. Who had it for the Rockets? Harden. Then nothing else matters. Then nothing else mm-hmm. matters. You know, like, right. I'm sitting here and I'm saying, you know what? That's why true Rockets fans need to look at this and they need to say it to themselves, who cares about how Harden played, how Gordon played, how Westbrook played, how Covington played? It doesn't matter. They, when it mattered most, they performed. Did they we? did. And, and that, is, that is a silver lining. But play. I think it is important to at least just acknowledge and address that it is a slight issue that James Harden played really poorly in a game seven. I don't agree with you. Granted. I don't agree with that statement. Granted, I'll say this. It got you past Oklahoma City. But getting past Oklahoma City, as exciting as it is and as relieving as it is, that's not the end goal. The Rockets still have 
this Lakers series coming up, which sounds gargantuan in that. And then on top of that, they have two more series. Like, let's be real. If we consider the Rockets as title contenders, we need to look past this series and, and on. Here's my thing with Harden. Harden does, if Harden's the leader of the team, Harden needs to show up. It's a good thing that Covington, Westbrook, and Gordon bailed him out tonight. Jeff Green, Uncle Jeff, 13 off the bench, also bailed him out. Hit some key threes during this game. But but hold on. In game hold six, on. in game six, the criticism was all on the fact that Westbrook couldn't show up. But and but, but and, and the thing is with Westbrook, he and he proved that tonight. He split the script. Eric Gordon, same thing. And this was the night for Harden to take a step back. But I don't know if this performance would fly against the Lakers. And but let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a question. If this same performance gets you wins against the Lakers, do you care? I do, because I don't necessarily, no, to be honest. No, you don't. Now that we're talking Lakers, and we'll talk a little more Lakers on our next top, uh, on our next show. We're going we're gonna to put out a uh, series preview for the Lakers tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. But the thing about the Lakers is I don't think the Lakers are the toughest team the Rockets could potentially play. I think that the Lakers are really good, and they are better than the Oklahoma City Thunder, and they will need to put a performance better than this one if they want to go out and win. But even if it does, like I want to see this, I want to see this thing go all the way through. I want to see this go all the way to the finals, and to see this is a little concerning. But the silver lining of this, but but the, the but, silver lining of this is that. I think on Friday, James Harden's going to have a really good game. But let me because ask he has this performance on his mind, and he's going to bounce back. And Westbrook and Gordon, similar effect. is Westbrook and Gordon were off on Monday, and they were on tonight. But maybe, and maybe they'll be the ones with poor performances on Friday. That's, you know, yet to be seen. And that's what's so good about this Rockets team, and it's why they won tonight, like we mentioned before. It was a team effort. You had five guys in double figures, three guys with 20 points. None of them were James Harden, but you still got the win, and that's what matters at the end of the day. But if James Harden's your leader, if James Harden's your guy, there was so much, you know, oh, why isn't James Harden taking the ball up in game six? But tonight, you know, you're like, oh, well, of course James Harden wasn't taking it up in game six because – Game seven, he was, you know, we cannot have this, you know, double, like, it's like, you're, you're contradicting yourself. Like, and the, the fact that we're getting such very different performances, these last three games have been so completely different in terms of how the Rockets have performed, which makes this team an absolutely scary team to watch. And a very, and that's what made this game so stressful is that, with this Rockets team, you never know what you're going to get, but you're going to get a team that is actually good, that's going to fight. And that's what I've appreciated with the Rockets during this series is that this series could have been a sweep because they put themselves in the basketball game every single time. In the games that they lost in this series, they were very winnable games that they just messed, that they beat themselves with. It wasn't a matter of the Rockets beating them. Like, they were still in every game, and that's what's 
going to be very difficult against the Lakers. For That's a challenge for the Lakers because the Rockets are going to give them a good game every night. And the Lakers better be ready, and they, they better not underestimate the Rockets because if they do, they are going to have a very long series, I'll tell you that. Well, let me, t- let, me, let me express this very quickly. Did you ever watch the movie Rookie of the Year? Do you remember that movie with Henry, Henry Rowan Gardner? And he was, you know, the pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. You remember that he movie? He was like a kid? He was like remember- a teenager? Yeah. You remember that movie I'm talking about? Vaguely, yes. Okay. So the pitcher in that movie, who was his mentor, said, there's a very famous line. He says, I don't care what I do as long as we win the ring. That's what, what is going on right now mm-hmm. with the Rockets. It does, dude, it doesn't matter. There's so many, there were so many fans on social media that wanted to give up on the Rockets and said, they're done. They suck. They're not going to win tonight. Nobody cares. Nobody's watching this game for political reasons. It doesn't matter. You know what the Rockets did tonight? They showed their heart. They showed that they cared. And now this the series with the Thunder is over. Chris Paul, go home. Lou Dort, go home. Uh, Basically, go home. Now it's a, it's a brand new series with the Los Angeles Lakers. And I've been saying this for three months. The, the matchup the Rockets wanted was with the Los Angeles Lakers. This is the matchup the Rockets wanted, needed, and will excel with. Yeah, and here's my thing. I don't care what happens until we get the ring. I agree with that. But tonight, you didn't win a ring. You won a series, which is an accomplishment, yes. But you had to win it. The Rockets, like we were talking, we've been talking about how you know, throughout the entire bubble, that a first-round exit is a disappointment. And to an extent, a second-round exit, also a disappointment. Like, this team has itself built beyond this first series. And that's why I think it was so frustrating tonight that they were this close to being knocked out. And granted, yes, I'm going to say it so many times throughout this entire podcast, we don't care. I don't care anymore. But I, I want to see an improvement from what I saw tonight. And it's a good thing that the Rockets won this game and they won it the way they did because now they're going to look – it's similar to Denver in a way because Denver did not play a super strong game last uh, on Tuesday night. They got the win, though, barely. It was, a, I believe, a two-point game just like this one, but – they didn't shoot the ball well. I guarantee you tonight when they play the Clippers, they're going to shoot the ball well. And I guarantee you on Friday, the Rockets will put out a better performance than the one they gave tonight. However, granted that it's the Lakers, you're going to need to up your game. And if they if the Rockets up their game, it might not be enough. But this is what we wanted. This is exactly what we wanted. We've been saying this since we've been analyzing basketball you know, since the quarantine period ended, really, um, we have wanted the Lakers. This is a this is a game. This is a series that we wanted because this is when small ball began. This is the genesis of small ball. 
The first game of the small ball era was against the Lakers, and that was the game that showed that the Rockets could win with small ball. And this is the ultimate test because the Rockets have their version of basketball that is very, very different than the Lakers' version of basketball. And for the first time in his career, both of their careers, Harden and Westbrook get to go against LeBron. And that is a matchup that I think Rockets fans have been wanting you know, uh, they've been wanting for, you know, ever since Harden got here. We've been really thinking about it, honestly, since 2018, when the Rockets and the Cavs were really close to meeting up in the finals. But ever since LeBron came to came to the Lakers, you know, it's, oh, when are, when are they going to meet in the playoffs? When are they going to meet in the playoffs? And then LeBron's first playoff run with the Lakers, who does he meet? The Houston Rockets. And here's the thing. First of all, as a first and foremost diehard fan of the team, I'm so happy we get another series to talk about. You know, Absolutely. It, you know it's, it's a situation where I would have loved to obviously talk Rockets basketball with you no matter what the situation. If the Rockets would have lost tonight, the, the, the theme of this show would have been very different. It would have been, we're looking towards the offseason, we're looking towards possibly a coaching change, this and that. Now the Rockets start over. What I want to say to Rockets fans listening to the show right now, and I hope you feel the same way that I do, I don't care about any performance of any individual player. They did what they needed to do, and they moved on to the second round. That's all that matters. And now... I'm not, they're not lining up with the King. They're not lining up with Mufasa. It doesn't matter. They're lining up with the Lakers. I don't look at it as anything else. That's who they're lining up with, the Los Angeles Lakers. And we, you and I are going to break down this series player for player, matchup for matchup. But I've said it for months on end. This is the matchup I've wanted for the Rockets because <laughs> I believe to my core this is the matchup that the Rockets want, will exceed at, and will excel with in this second round. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I'm at that point. Ever since we've been doing these post-game recaps, especially the ones that are right after the final, the, the game goes final, it usually takes me about halfway through the episode to finally, like, calm down, Notice the game, and I feel like now is the time where I've kind of mellowed out a little bit. I've seen the result. I've stared at the box score for half of the episode. I I can confirm that this is real. This is not a dream or anything like that. Um, yep. But this is this is what's happening. But and and we'll talk more Lakers on our next show. But I do think we should look at this game a little bit more. Let's start with this, Michael Brown. I think you have an apology to deliver. I do. I absolutely do. Um, Eric Gordon, if you're listening to this show, first of all, I'm sorry um, for the criticism that I delivered to you. But I will tell you, if you're listening to this show, it was criticism well-deserved. You deserved every bit of the criticism that I gave you. 
With that being said, I look at your box scoring game seven when your team, when your fan base, when your city needed you most and you delivered. And for that, Eric Gordon, I tell you, I'm sorry for the criticism that I gave you that you rightfully deserved, but you helped bring a Game 7 victory to H-Town. You know, it's funny, because Eric Gordon obviously knows that people criticize him on Twitter. I want to say there was a few... Um, like a few years ago, I think it was during the conference finals, actually, uh, where, what was his name? Uh, I think I want to, I don't even know who it was. So I don't want to like say a name and it not be that, that guy. But for instance, at the beginning of the bubble, there was a tweet from, uh, this guy at Q5, at Houston 4L, but the, the S is a five. Uh, and he says, sorry, brother, at the official EG10, but you're gone this offseason. Got to make space for a future acquisition. And it's a Photoshop picture of Jeremy Grant, um, which, I mean, okay. But Eric Gordon liked that tweet. And I feel like – and Eric Gordon was injured, so he didn't really get to show uh, any, like – immediate satisfaction out of that but this playoff series if we look at this playoff series eric gordon had a good series especially tonight i mean he had a decent series i mean he he was averaging 17 coming in at night he had 21 a game high 21 at that so he's averaging pretty much 18 game 18 points a game that's that's pretty good to me the rockets don't win this series without eric gordon no, they don't. But so by, that's important. Like, but by the way, he inserted himself into games one to six. He made himself more of a story than it should have been. He made himself Agreed. a read with the Rockets won or lost games. Like in game five, he was a big reason why they won a game. Game six. He was a big reason why they didn't win a game. He kept inserting himself either via shots or plays that he was making. And tonight, I'm just, man, I'm, I'm going to tell you this, Jeremy Brenner. I'm going to high because we get to, we, first of all, for, for fans of the show, because I know there's quite a lot of them, we get to do at least four more shows of game breakdowns of immediate. This is what just happened in the game. So that's awesome. And number two, the Rockets did what they have to do tonight. And tomorrow I imagine at least myself, I'm going to go to, I'm going to go to bat for every single player of the Rockets from top to bottom Harden and Westbrook and Gordon, and Tucker, and Covington, to everybody else, I'll defend them. Because you know why? I'm just going to reply with, who's in the second round? The Rockets. That's all that matters. I don't care about anything else. I can't wait to see you on Twitter tomorrow. (laughs) No, I mean, look. You know what? 
and I won't tag anybody else. It will, it will just be me. I will go to bat for the show that we're doing right now, which you and I always do. Mm-hmm. But I will also go to bat for any player you know, that, that anybody wants to come after and say, well, you won, but. No, there is no but, man. Like, you realize when you get to the playoffs, it's about wins. Mm-hmm. You, know? you needed 16 wins to win a title. Now they're down to 12. Yeah, and that's what that's what the Rockets are, and that's what the Rockets have been. And I don't know if there's been a team like in the last couple of years that has defined the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Like we've been like every like during this game when it looked bleak, like when they were down one, uh, when they went down one with less than two minutes ago, the the Damian Lillard shot popped up in my head, especially during that last possession. The Damian Lillard shot popped in my head. The missed threes in Game Seven of the Western Conference Finals popped up in my head. Chris Paul with his ace uh, with his hamstring that popped in my head. Uh, the Warriors' third quarter barrages that they went on during the Western Conference Finals went in my head. The Rockets they they had the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. This team. In the, in the James Harden era. Like, the the 2017 Spurs series comes back. The Manu block. Like, there have been so many games, and it's it's nice for for ones, because ever, this is, I mean, this is the first game seven the Rockets have won since the um, since the Clippers series back in 2015. So, the Rockets, that's the first series they've won in, I believe, seven games or even six games for that matter. I think every series that they had won up to from that point on was a five or a, was a five game series because the OKC series in 2017 was five games. The 2018 series both went five games and 2019 last year um, it was the Utah series went five. So this is the first time we'd have, we'd had a real tight, winning series since since that 2015 series with the Clippers and and I remember how happy I was that night specifically game six uh when they won that night and this was the happiest I'd been with Rockets basketball since that since that day you know what Um, you know what I want to tell you very quickly yeah tonight who is the Rocket with the best plus minus Who was it? You want me to tell you? <laughs> it was James Harden. I don't know how that happened. I really couldn't. I have to watch the game back, but do I really want to put myself through that? So what I'm going to tell you is people who want to watch these games and they want to just be a drive-by fan and they want to say, I didn't see James Harden score 12 points in four minutes and I didn't see him dominate the game. Because you have to watch the entire game. You have to watch the entire game and actually be a fan of the game to watch his impact on the game. Go look at the yeah, box. But Mike, just because he was a plus nine tonight doesn't mean he had a good game. Like, we can't just say he had a good game. Yes, he had that really good play at the end, but we can't say just because he had the best plus minus that he had a good game. Yeah, no, but you know why he had a good game, Jeremy Brenner? Because they won. Because they won, won. yeah. <sighs> That's that's the only thing that matters. 
Yeah. To me, that is the only aspect of this game that matters. And I'd like to spend the latter part of the show talking about the next series because I do think for people that want to question James Harden or Russell Westbrook or P.J. Tucker or Robert Covington who anybody else, they did what they needed to do to win the game. And that's all that matters to me. They, they did what they needed to do. They won the game. And now we're on to the second round. Oh, but James Harden have a good game. Oh, you know, Russell Westbrook, damn, 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 damn. And screw you. You know what? To be honest with you, screw you. You know what? Rockets won. We're moving on to the second round. We're playing the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's talk about that. All right. I'll I'll pick up what you're putting down there. Um, so let's 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 briefly discuss this. We'll we'll take about five ten minutes here, and then we'll wrap up the show. But what about the what about the Lakers scares you the most? Like straight up. Um, what scares I mean, you the most? I mean, honestly, it's it's probably Anthony Davis. But I'm going to tell you this right now. And you and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago before the playoffs started. The Thunder scared me more than the Lakers do. The Lakers mm. so much better of a matchup for the Rockets than the Thunder are. Well, like we said earlier in the show, that is the that is the question this whole series is going to provide. It's probably the biggest storyline. We'll talk a little bit more about it tomorrow, but it's going to be about who, small ball or tall ball. And it's going to, you know, there's going to be some matchup problems on both ends of the floor. There's going to be matchup problems for the Rockets on the glass. There's going to be matchup problems for the Lakers in guard play. There's going to be, you know, a lot of P- – look for a lot of P.J. Tucker and Jeff Green corner threes. There's – but also look for the Rockets to get killed on the boards. So the question is, which team is going to take their brand of basketball and ensure that it becomes an advantage for them? That's what the series is going to be all about for me. But to be fair, like you say, Anthony Davis, and yes, that that does scare me, Anthony Davis, because of his matchup problems that he provides. And I can tell you this, their answer is Russell Westbrook. If, if I ask a Lakers fan, they're probably saying Russell Westbrook because the, the Lakers, the one criticism they've had in the bubble is their guard play has not played up to par. And they struggle against teams with good guard play. And they, during that Blazer series, saw that sometimes. And that is, that is how we're going to beat them. That is how the Rockets beat the Lakers, is, is you outplay them with your guards. But the person that scares me the most is LeBron James. And I think it's obvious as to why. Because Why? if you're looking at guard play to win you the series, LeBron James is their point guard. Let's let's be real. LeBron James is their point guard. And he is a, on a mission 
this year. I just feel like with everything from, you know, I feel like LeBron is just on a mission. He's, you know, since they got Anthony Davis, it was Anthony Davis. Then it was, you know, they're saying that this Lakers team is one of the tightest teams LeBron's ever played with uh, chemistry-wise. Then the Kobe death brought them even closer together. Then the COVID brought them even closer together. Now they're, you know, this is a real tight-knit team that knows each other like the back of their hand. And they're all, most of them are just playing their first season together with each other. So that is what makes the Lakers super dangerous. And LeBron's the leader of that. And I think a big reason why the Thunder stayed in the series as long as they did is because of Chris Paul's leadership. and the way he was able to kind of just mentor his team and cause well also granted Chris Paul knows the Rockets really well because he played with the coaching staff there for two years and played with James Harden and in practice every day, two years, Eric Gordon, PJ Tucker, Daniel house, even for a little bit, he knows Austin Rivers really well. And that was Chris Paul used that as his strength. And I think that's a big reason why OKC made it as, uh, tight of a series that they did, and they deserve a lot of credit. Let's—that's something we haven't done yet in the show. I want to do that. OKC des- deserves a lot of props for the trouble they put the Rockets through. They made the series a lot closer than it should have been because they showed up to play their best basketball, and they gave Houston about as much of a fight as they possibly could have. Now that that's over, I don't want to talk about OKC ever again. Well, <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it was a good series by the Thunder, and. Um, you know, but I'm glad the Rockets are moving on to play the Lakers and LeBron James. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but LeBron James is gonna play the Houston Rockets in the playoff series. Yeah, the 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 idea of the Rockets versus LeBron should get the city of Houston that much more excited about Rockets basketball, uh, which I don't feel like the you know the level of excitement has been to the you know appropriate degree if you will but i'm going to tell you this man i think the rockets match up so much better with the lakers than they do with oklahoma city i think oklahoma you know the the matchup with oklahoma city as we pointed out on a hard my take numerous times is that the thunder were a bad matchup for the rockets for a lot of reasons you know for reasons that range from chris paul to, you know, Steven Adams, to, you know, the length that they had on, you know, on the wings. The Rockets endured that, and it took him seven games, no doubt. Look at the Eastern Conference right now, Mr. Jeremy Brenner. The Bucks are down. series that are 2-0 yeah. right now, with the, the lower seed in the lead. The team that has the most momentum is up in both of those series. And I'm telling you this right now. The Rockets have every piece needed to give the Lakers the best run for their money in the Western Conference. And we're going to find out. First of all, props to Mike D'Antoni and his coaching staff for the win tonight. We called uh, it a job-saving win. Let's get that right. It was a job-saving win. And you know what? They did what they needed to do. That's what I love about this win tonight, Jeremy, is that 
I almost like this win more than a blowout win because they had to maneuver their way to a win. It wasn't a you were up by 25 points at the beginning of the fourth and you held on for a win. You had to earn it. And you had to earn it by the other team missing their shots. Granted, no problem. I'll admit that. But you did what you needed to do to win the game. And you move on. And now it's a clean slate. And I'm here for it. And I'm here to support the Rockets to the bitter freaking end. Mm-hmm. And Harden, my take, will be here to the bitter freaking end of this season. And thankfully for us and for you, if you're a Rockets fan, presumably, that is not this game. So I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you so much to everyone who has supported us through this playoff run. Uh, We can't wait to bring you our uh, reactions, analysis, previews for this this upcoming series with the Lakers. And you will not want to miss any of our content. So be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. And to not miss a single episode of Harden My Take, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts with uh, Harden My Take. We will be podcasting tomorrow. Uh, We will have an episode with the series preview for the Lakers. And then on Friday, we're back into the, we're back into the, back into battle with game one of the Rockets-Lakers series. That game tips off at 8 p.m. It's supposed to tip off at 8 p.m. But as we've seen, it's a little bit later than that. But if you arrive to your television at 8 p.m. East uh, Central Standard Time, you will not miss the tip-off of the game, the first game of Rockets versus Lakers. And be sure to also give us a like on Facebook, The Dream Shake, uh, if you are over there. And be sure to follow my co-pilot, Mr. Michael Brown, who's going to be electric on Twitter today and defending the Rockets at the bitter end. Go follow him at UH Big Red Hat Guy. Yeah. Is there anything you want to say to Red Nation right now, Mike? You know what, man? I honestly just want to say just ride with this team, man. This team is a team that that fights till the bitter end. And they had a chance to go the the one of two routes tonight of you know what, we're done, we just want to go home, we want to enjoy vacation, or they want to continue to fight, they want to play the best teams in the bubble, and they took the latter, and they're taking on the best teams in the bubble, and now they get to take on LeBron James. I will not refer to him as the king. I will refer to him as LeBron James and the rest of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Rockets are going to take him and them on in the second round. This can be a great series, and I hope – the casual Rockets fan chooses to tune in to this series because I genuinely think, and I want you to catch our next couple you know, episodes of Harden My Take for me to, and you, Jeremy Brenner, to explain why the Rockets have a legitimate chance at winning this series. So I hope you check out our show, these games, for the Rockets to prove to you that they are a team worth watching. Yes, do not miss a single game, don't miss a single episode of Harden My Take, and be sure to follow uh, me on Twitter, at Jeremy Brenner, 
J-E-R-E-M-Y, B-R-E-N-E-R. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode. And until next time, four down, 12 to go.